Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. It's real, not imagined. Is your relationship with God real or imagined? No, I am not blaspheming. Rather, I am inviting you to take a look at this walk with Jesus and tell me if this is something real or is it a thing that is imagined? I want to revisit a scripture that many of us know and quote so often. No weapon forged against you will, pro will prevail, and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. Isaiah 54 and verse 17. What does that mean to you as a Christian? What weapons is the writer talking about? Let us think of the weapon of sickness, for example. Many Christians experience sickness, and some never get better. Some experience healing and some even die from the sickness. How do you explain that text when sickness overtakes the life of a believer? Or take poverty. Is that a weapon? I think so. Satan uses poverty to fight a bitter fight against many Christians. Some of us come out of it with some wealth after a period of hard work and savings and managing our spending. Some others of us live a life of poverty to the end. Did the weapon of poverty prevail? I could list other things, like the Christian student who did not get a scholarship to college even though he was a diligent Christian, worked hard, didn't do the things that other kids his age were doing. Or I'm thinking of the Christian woman who experiences serious abuse from a husband who might or might not be saved. What about the Christian brother or sister who goes to work one day and who is called into the boss's office and dismissed on the spot, laid off, fired, whichever word you want to use. He just lost his job. And let's make it even worse. He is the only breadwinner in the family with a wife and several kids. Are these weapons? Are they real? Or are they imagined? Let us go back to the text again. But this time I want us to hear the verse before it. See, it is I who created the blacksmith who fans the coals into flame and forges a weapon fit for its work. And it is I who have created the destroyer to wreak havoc. No weapon forged against you will prevail, and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. Did you hear that? The Lord creates the, created the blacksmith, the guy who makes the weapons. In fact, it is the Lord who created the guy who fires these destructive and debilitating weapons against us. So what is going on here, Lord? You made Satan and you allowed him to wreak havoc? How does that make sense? Let us visit Job. Job was a good Christian man. He had 10 kids and I suspect that by the time we joined the story, these kids were grown enough to be living on their own, at least some of them. In the first chapter, we hear a conversation between Satan, the adversary, and God. They are talking about Job. God held up Job in that conversation as a righteous Christian, one who fears God and shuns evil. Listen to Satan's response. Sure, Job has a right to fear God because you, God, protect him, his kids, his business, everything. But if you just stretch out your hand and take away everything he has, I guarantee you he will curse you to your face. Did Satan know something that God did not know? 
I find God's response to be instructive. Very well then, everything he has is in your power, but on the man himself do not lay a finger. Then all hell broke loose. Job lost everything and all his children and servants in one single day. Satan was not even incremental in his attack against Job. How did Job do on that test? At this, Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground in worship and said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. In all this, in all this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. Job chapter 1, verse 20 to 22. Well, Satan did not give up, and he went back to God. But this time, God said to him, Very well then. He is in your hands, but you must spare his life. Job 2 and verse 6. And did Satan attack Job? His health, his body was decimated with a vicious disease. The weapons seem to have prevailed, at least until we come to the final chapter. After Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before. All his brothers and sisters and everyone who had known him before came and ate with him in his house. They comforted and consoled him over all the trouble the Lord had brought on him, and each one gave him a piece of silver and a gold ring. The Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the former part. He had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 donkeys. And he also had seven sons and three daughters. Job 42 verses 10 to 13. My friends, we know that the weapons will strike. The weapons will hurt. The weapons that come up against us, some will do damage, great damage, and it might seem to succeed, but hear me and hear me well. The end is what matters. Look again at Job's end. Amazing, stupendous victory over the weapons fired against him. What am I telling you? If you notice, God did not give the devil permission or power to kill Job, to take his life. When we experience the weapons that are formed against us, some might take you out, some might do irreparable damage, some might leave you disabled, but hear me well, in the end, you win. The battle is not over until it is over. And in the end, you win, and the weapons of poverty or sickness or physical death, whatever the weapon that is formed against you, it will not prosper. It shall not have the last word. In the end, you, child of God, win because the ultimate of victory is found in 2 Corinthians 4, 16 to 18. The blows from the weapons are temporary, but in the end, you get to live with Jesus in heaven forever. My friend, the weapons we experience are real, but the God who created the devil who fires those weapons against us, he is even more real and he gives us the victory in the end. His love for you makes you the winner in the end. So, 
go ahead this day and speak a word of assurance to yourself with all confidence declare over your life no weapon formed against me shall prosper say it again no weapon formed against me shall prosper and to that i say amen <music>